Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. Today I am joined by Patty Black. She has more than 20 years of experience helping affluent clients align their goals and their money. This work is especially important in times of transition, such as starting a family, sending children to college, changing jobs, or retiring. Patty develops a customized financial plan that incorporates the client's needs, wants, and wishes while addressing employee benefits, income tax, insurance, investment, cash flow, and estate planning. So she is a holistic planner. She works in a fee-only environment, and she's confident that the advice she gives is objective and geared towards her client's best interest. And so we are very lucky to have Patty Black on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you, Kathleen. I'm glad to be here today. Now, I also know that you have a husband and twin teens. What is it like to have twin teens? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it is uh, exary. That's a word that I've made up. It's exciting and scary all at the same time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I really appreciate you taking time today to uh, join us to bust the myth that you've brought to the call, which is retirement is wonderful. Now, most people work a long time so they can retire and think retirement is wonderful. So tell us a little bit about why this is a myth and what motivated you to pick it. Sure. So I I think as financial planners, we spend so much of our time focused on the financial transition to retirement. And what prompted me to pick the myth was looking at my clients over the past 20 years and realizing for some, they they made a really smooth transition into retirement. But for others, it was the non-financial side of retirement that really created some problems and really some additional stress that I had not anticipated. So what are some of the things that people need to be thinking about when you mention non-financial? I mean, we often are are thinking of the calculators and trying to figure out how to have enough, but it sounds like there's more to it than just crunching numbers. Yes, there, there is more to it than crunching numbers. The analogy, Kathleen, that I like to use is that preparing for retirement is something you don't need to focus on just the day that you're going to retire. It doesn't need to be, I'm, I'm retiring December 31st, 2018. You need to be thinking about what life is going to be like on the other side. So the analogy that I mentioned is, you know, you don't want to be like the engaged couple who spends their time focused on the wedding day and doesn't spend the time thinking about what life will really be like once they're married. I want clients to not only prepare for the financial aspect of retirement, but to think about what are they going to be doing in retirement? What are they going to be doing on a Monday morning when they're not in the office or a Wednesday afternoon or a Thursday evening? Really thinking through what life is going to be like in retirement. So before we get into kind of tips on how people can do that, is there any upside to thinking that retirement's going to be wonderful? I mean, do you see any benefit to your clients or to people who are listening to really being excited about retirement? 
Yes, I, I do. I, I think especially for people who are unhappy in their current work, they may view the myth retirement as wonderful as reason to go ahead and retire. For example, I, I had a client that I worked with who his company was downsizing, and he took that opportunity to go ahead and retire. And he'd really not thought about what life would be like on the other side. But I think it was easy for him to say, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to retire because he was unhappy with the work that he was doing. So I think the benefit to the myth is, you know, hey, I'm, I'm getting out of a situation I don't really like. I'm, I'm retiring to get away from something. So it can be motivating to get you out of a bad situation. Um, and a lot of people do use that as motivation, I think, when they don't uh, like their current job, which is, which is unfortunate because we spend so much time working. Right. However, so what's the downside? You have that maybe same person or someone who is a little bit different and they just really think, okay, retirement's going to be wonderful. What's the downside of buying into this myth? And, and what would you say is the reality of retirement? Yeah. So uh, the client that I mentioned uh, who was downsized, you know, the the thing in watching his situation on the other side of retirement is that I look at him and I think, you know, he, he's pretty bored with his life. He He's spending more than he should. And I, I just can't help but to wonder, is he spending more than his financial plan calls for? Because he is bored. Uh, because his days are patterned so that Monday looks the same as Tuesday looks the same as Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I, I do think, you know, the downside is being unhappy in retirement just as perhaps you were unhappy in work. So it really does take some effort and some planning to think about what do you want your retirement to look like, not just the financial side, but the non-financial aspects, the, the relationships, the purpose in retirement. Well, I know in some of the work that I've done around retirement and women in retirement, there is this whole piece of, you know, historically, we would think about retiring and we would think about sitting on a porch, rocking in a chair, looking at the sunset. And, you know, that's great for a couple of days. And then we typically get bored. And yeah. so, um, you know, nowadays, one of the things that I encouraged advisors or, or clients to think about is if you didn't use the word retirement, what word would you use? And so that can help people start to think about, well, retirement, okay, what does that mean to me? Does that mean freedom? Does that mean travel? Does that mean, you know, inspiring my next career? And it sounds like that's what you're talking about with the non-financial side, Patty? Yes, that, that is a great way of expressing it, Kathleen. Almost looking at looking at retirement as maybe a um, a transition into the next stage of life and, and looking at it with a new eyes of, all right, what do I want this next stage of life to be like? And what's going to make me feel fulfilled and happy in this next stage of retirement? And so do people need to do that work before they retire, or is that something that they can do after they retire? And if so, how do they start that process? I think you could do it both, both before retirement and during retirement. And so, you know, I've, I've got a couple of ideas on things that people can do to make that transition into retirement go more smoothly so that they're prepared not just financially for retirement, but also non-financially. So give us a few thoughts. Yeah, so I've got three, three suggestions for people who are thinking about retirement. The first is to spend time working on their health and their relationships. And the reason I give those tips is because that is something that we can all work on prior to retirement. And the more time, the better um, that you can spend in these two areas. So when it comes to our health, you know, we know that 
health in retirement allows us to do the things that we want to do, whether it's travel or spend time with family, whatever it may be, our, our health will enable us to do that. But having good health also can reduce costs in retirement. Um, you may not be spending as much money on prescription drugs or on doctor's visits, and those can really add up because the average 65-year-old woman spends about $215,000 on health care expenses in retirement. So that's an area where I think we would all like to be below average and not spend that much money. So working to improve your health and then working to improve relationships. And so that may be relationship with spouse, relationship with children or with friends, because for many of us, a lot of our social interactions happen in the office. And so thinking through, if you don't have those daily interactions with coworkers, where are you going to get your social needs met? You know, and having those candid conversations with your spouse about, you know, what expectations are. Um, for example, are you going to have lunch together every day, or are you going to, to be independent in that regard? So just being clear and working hard to, before retirement to improve health and improve relationships is my first suggestion. So I'm going to jump in right here with a, a quick little story. My husband and I started meeting with a new financial advisor about six months ago. And, you know, the typical question of when, you know, what age do you want to retire, what that's going to look like, things like that. And so I was really surprised to find out he's retiring in seven years. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea. I love what I do. So I hadn't planned on retiring in seven years. So I think, you know, sometimes we think these have to be deep and meaningful, you know, conversations, and they can be, but it could be as simple as saying, here's my vision for retirement. What's your vision for retirement? And so what that sparked, Patty, and it sounds like you help people do this as well, is really a conversation around, okay, so what would your life look like? So he's fantasizing about, you know, uh, he, he wants to like work in a bike shop. And I want, of course, own the bike shop, which says a little bit about our personalities in retirement. Um, but it really is an interesting conversation to have. I, I do have a follow-up question for you, though. You said 65-year um, and older women spend $215,000 uh, on health. Do you happen to know what the statistic is for men? Is it about the same or is it less? It's less for men. So for men, it's about $190,000 is the amount they'll spend. Those men sometimes just really have it made when it comes to yeah. uh, health and the cost of living. And also women tend to live longer, right? Yeah, that's true. And I'm guessing that's why the spending, the healthcare spending for women is more than it is for men. And and with relationships, though, I feel like with women, we might be in a better spot than men. And this is a generalization. Um, but, you know, having relationships and being connected is really something that women do quite well. And I have heard uh, research saying that middle-aged men actually let those relationships kind of fall by the wayside. And so that might be an area that's a little bit trickier for our male listeners. I would agree. I think as women, many of us are used to wearing a number of different hats. So maybe we're wearing the hat of business owner or employee, community volunteer, mother, friend. We're wearing many different hats, and perhaps men don't wear as many different hats. And so the transition into retirement, once they've lost their identity from the workplace, can be harder. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely things for people to be thinking about. It's just generalizations about gender, but some of this is, is really important to kind of consider and maybe could uh, foster a good uh, breaking money silence conversation. So what's your next tip, Patty? You said health and relationships. What's next? Yes. My second tip is to think about what your purpose is in retirement. So I mentioned the, the client who was downsized and decided to go ahead and retire because he really wasn't happy in his job. So that's an example of someone retiring to get away from something rather than retiring to something. So if you think about what your purpose is in retirement, that's going to give you that vision for, for what a fulfilling life will be. And so that thinking about your purpose in retirement may sound lofty, but you could really break it down into small steps and think about what do you look forward to doing in retirement? You know, there may be things when you think about leaving your job, there may be things that you are excited to give up, but there are probably also things that you're going to miss. For example, maybe someone mentors younger employees and they realize that's something they're really going to miss in retirement. So perhaps their purpose in retirement could be connected to finding a way to continue mentoring young people. Oh, that's a great idea. Just think about what you enjoy and how you can continue doing it. I think also normalizing that this transition can be tricky. I've known people who are very you know, well-established career-wise, have a lot of friends. One woman comes to mind in particular, and I asked her the first week she was retired. I said, so what's it like? What have you been doing? She's like, I'm uh, alphabetizing my spices. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, it may be time to think about what's next. And so, you know, flash forward, it's been six months now. Um, her spices are probably still alphabetized because that's just kind of who she is. Uh, but she's doing a lot of volunteer work, a lot of traveling, and, and seems to have kind of eased into the transition nicely. Well, to go along with your point of easing into the transition, I would encourage people to practice being retired before they do it. And so when they practice being retired, that may also give them time to think more about what their purpose is in retirement. And by practicing being retired, what I would suggest is somebody, um, someone using their vacation time to just stay home and maybe see what life is really going to be like in retirement. What are you, as I mentioned earlier, going to do on that Monday morning when you're not going in the office? So spending time at home practicing being retired, or I, I had another client couple, their retirement dream was to buy a camper and travel across the U.S., and they were smart enough to actually test that dream by renting a camper and taking longer vacations while they were still working, and that enabled them to figure out all right, what, what about this arrangement is working? Where do we need to make adjustments? What amount of time on the road is too much? Because, by the way, campers can be pretty small. <laughs> and, and what's too much togetherness? Um, so they were able to practice being retired before they actually did it. I love that idea. And, you know, it's funny. I, part of me wants my husband to hear this podcast, and part of me wants him not to because I think he's practicing retirement a, a lot already. <laughs> Uh, so he would excel at that, but maybe I need to practice a little bit of the retirement uh, with him and see what that's like. So um, it sounds like, Patty, you do really great work with clients. I'm wondering, um, you know, where can people find out more about your work and people who, you know, want to kind of bust through the myth that retirement is wonderful? How else can they kind of be thinking about it? Sure. They can check out my firm's website at bridgeworthfinancial.com. They can also find me on Twitter at Patty B. Black. 
and Patty and I are LinkedIn friends. Yes, we are. Excellent. So, so Patty, if we had to reframe this, so retirement is wonderful is the myth. Now we want to go, okay, so what's the fact? How, how would you reframe that for somebody so they can have a new mantra? I would say retirement is wonderful, but it will take some work. Retirement is wonderful, but it will take some work. So the work doesn't go away, but I imagine it might be a little bit more fun to figure out your purpose and build and work on your relationships. And, and the practicing retirement is something I might try this weekend. Yes, I, I think we'll all be better served if we can spend some time before the retirement day thinking through what a fulfilled life means to us. Well, I love the work that you're doing and helping people transition not only to retirement, but it sounds like all sorts of different transitions in our life. And so I encourage the Breaking Money Silence listeners to go to bridgeworthfinancial.com, get a sense of uh, what you're up to, and certainly reach out and connect uh, if it makes sense to do so. So thank you, Patty, so much for your time and your expertise today. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you, Kathleen, and I'm so appreciative of the work that you do to break money silence. That, that's such an important work that financial planners and our clients need to hear. Well, I'm glad it allowed us to connect, and it was nice to break money silence with you today. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.